This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact center code. I have a buddy that's a risk officer at a financial institution. He's actually a chief risk officer. So I always wondered what that really was. This guy's really, really smart. So sat down with him one day and said, what does a chief risk officer do? And he said, well, first off, they set the risk appetite. And the risk appetite is basically how much risk they're willing to take. And if you think of it personally, it's you know, how many investments you might make that are, are really secure, uh, you know, leaving money in the bank versus putting money in a money market fund or, or a really secure, stable stock or, you know, some sort of a stock that may have like a really high upside. And, and of course, each one of those comes with their own level of risk. So he says, first, we set the risk appetite, then we execute and, you know, and select the different things that we're going to buy, right, that are going to be the the properties or investments or pieces that we're going to have that are going to make up this portfolio. And then the third thing that they do is that he says that they manage the economic cycles, which is well above my head. But I think conceptually what he's trying to say is, is that kind of based on where you are, based on where the economy is, based on what's going on in the world, your risk may change, right? If it looks like we're going into a recession, uh, you might want to be a little bit safer. You might not want to have as many assets. And, you know, and then of course you've got assets that are turning over and doing all these different kind of things. Don't worry. This is not a financial program here where we're going to teach you about finance, but it really made me think about the fact that in a contact center, Many times the leaders and the managers and the supervisors, we are in our own way chief risk officers because we've got, we've got assets in our organization, which are our people, and they really are people that we can, we can manage into different types, right? So we're, we're first of all, we, we've certainly got a risk appetite. We've got different types of people. It's critical that we hire the right people that kind of fit our culture, that have the, the skills and talents necessary to be successful. Um, I, you know, that selection of those people is so important. Um, as you all know, garbage in, garbage out. And then finally, we've got different cycles that we're going through based on different periods of time, seasonal, what the market looks like, what other competitive contact centers may be doing so that we can retain them and hold on to them. And, and more importantly, I thought that there was a way that we could look at risk Look at the risk in our organization as a way to, to look at the people that we've got to evaluate them and to begin to look at ways that we can help improve them and engage their performance. And so using the acrostic risk, I've got four different components here that you can look at when you're measuring and assessing the people in your organization. First up is the R, and the R stands for relationship. 
And the way that we would look at this is, you know, do we have an R problem, an I problem, an S problem, or a K problem? And, and that's going to be relationship initiative, skills, and knowledge. But we're going to start first with relationship, and there are really four relationships that you need to assess with your employees. Those four relationships are the company, their manager, uh, their team members, and also home, right? So from the company perspective, when we take a look at, at, at managing the relationship or looking at the relationship, the first, first way we look at it is, is this a person that matches up to the values of the organization, right? Do they fit into the culture of the organization, right? Have good things happened for them in the company? If we were to ask them how they feel about working at the company, would that be something that's positive? There are, there are some folks that just don't like the company. They, they get in, they realize they're not a fit for a company. You can just tell they don't, they don't fit. And each one of these areas affects their performance. Next up, what's their relationship with you? Far too many people think that the reason that people leave organizations is because they want more money or they want something different. Usually it's that they don't like their boss. And I'm not pointing fingers at you and telling you that you're driving people out of the organization, but if you are, you're in the wrong job, go back and be a frontline rep again. But your relationship with the frontline employee is huge in their performance. And it's very, very important that you take a step back and clearly assess where they are. It's not all your responsibility. Hopefully you've got the kind of culture where the reps are responsible for communicating their performance and what's going on in their lives as part of your culture because with, with the ratios that we normally have in a contact center, it's really important that they engage with you and communicate as well. But it starts with you and it starts with the assessment of your relationship with them. So take a step back. If you need some other input, get it from other people. But where you fit with them is critical to whether you have a relationship opportunity or a relationship problem with your rep in your organization. We spend a lot of time looking at others in the organization for a problem. We were looking at you this time. Next up are others in the organization. Do they have any friends? It's just like high school. You can't get through high school without at least one friend. You need someone to protect you from the bullies and the mean girls. It's the same way in a contact center. We need one connection or two connections to show that they've got a relationship there. That's important. And then finally, how are things at home? Because if I have to sit down and talk to a frontline representative about their performance, and they're going through a divorce, or they've got an ailing parent, or a troubled kid, or some sort of an injury that's going on with them, it's going to be very hard to communicate to them. It's going to be very hard to get through to them. We may have to say the same thing over and over and over again, because at this particular season in their life, they just don't have the capacity to listen. And it may take somebody who's been a rose for a really long time, and all of a sudden they're acting like a weed, and it may be something that's going on at home, which of course goes back to the relationship that I have with a that, that I have with them or that they have with the company or that they have with others. And so the first component of risk is relationship. So when we're assessing the performance of a rep, one of the first things we might ask is, do we have an R problem? Do we have a relationship problem? The second, the I stands for initiative. And immediately you can think of things like adherence and attendance, engagement activity. What's their initiative like? Um, are they active in doing training? Are they active in getting extra credit in learning, looking for some sort of self-growth? This is a really great area where recognition can play a really strong component 
if recognition can play a role in helping to drive the performance of people that may be lacking in the initiative area. And, and you've heard the term before, skill versus will, right? Well, this is the will component of it, right? Because I can be really smart. I can have great relationships. I can know everything that I need to know, and I'm just not motivated to do the work. I just don't, I'm, I'm lazy. I used to, I used to joke that, um, I used to joke that, uh, you know, there's some people that if breathing weren't involuntary, they'd be dead. And that's because they're so stinking lazy. They just don't want to get up and actually do anything. So initiative is a component that we can assess and take a look at and decide, you know what, maybe I don't have an R problem. Maybe I have an I problem, which is initiative. The S stands for skills. And these are all the different skills that you might have, all the different soft skills that, you know, that they might do, might need related to professional etiquette or listening skills or empathy. Uh, this may, may be related to their ability to be able to control the call, um, their professional greetings, anything related to the skills necessary for them to do the job. Because even if they know what they're doing, They've got a lot of initiative. They've got strong relationships. If they don't have the skills, then they may be missing that component. And then the fourth area is knowledge, right? And knowledge is everything related to what it takes for them to be successful in your organization to understand your business, your rules, your requirements, and all the components necessary for them to do the job that you need them to do. And when they get into training, when they initially get into training, we spend a lot of time focused on this area, trying to get them the knowledge so that they can get on the phone and react to the different components that are going to be coming towards them. Over the course of time, experience begins to, to kick in because I get multiple opportunities to solve the same problem. But when we're new, we've got a lot of areas that are, that are brand new to us. And you'll see in, uh, in the incubators, you'll see a lot of coaches running around and almost everything that people are doing in an incubator is knowledge-based, right? We're running around trying to give a rep that extra bit of knowledge that they need so that they can answer the, answer the transaction, answer the call, and hopefully deliver uh, a, a good customer experience. And you, you'll find often that in incubators, we have a tendency to be so focused on knowledge that the skills start to fall away. And oftentimes, uh, reps coming out of incubators will be, will be pretty good at knowledge and they wouldn't, ha wouldn't have done a very good job in skills. We have a tendency sometimes to miss those soft skills. And of course, as we know, those soft skills help us to overcome some of the challenges that we may have with the knowledge that we have, especially if the knowledge that we have isn't for something that's positive that's going to occur for the customer on the other end of the phone. And we need those skills. We need those empathy skills, those friendly skills, those energy skills, uh, call control skills to be able to work our way through. So when you begin to put these together, what you end up with is a really great assessment tool to sit down and look at each one of the individuals in your organization and assess where they fit. You see somebody that's struggling with CSAT or maybe struggling with um, AHT or you know, maybe even attendance may have a number of different categories that they fit into. So let's take something like, like, like attendance, right? So, so attendance or showing up on time. Well, obviously the first thing that jumps out is you, that could be an initiative problem. They're just not getting out of bed and getting there on time, but more than likely it's probably a relationship problem. Uh, maybe the kid's a little slow getting up to um, get out the door to eat breakfast, or they've got issues with a carpool or a 
car that's breaking down or something in that environment that's keeping them from getting to the office at the time that they need to get to the office. Um, quite often, performance, the difference between being a, a, a weed or a daisy, the thing that's separating you from becoming a rose is usually related to a skill or a knowledge, right? Which is, is that they're going through the QM and it's obvious there's an area they don't understand. So we have the opportunity to educate them in that area. And of course, if they're missing a skill, then training works as well. I, I don't want to lose sight of the fact though that sometimes the very modeling that you can do can even be better than training sometimes. So a, a great example is, is that one of the key key skills that a rep needs to have is the ability to acknowledge a customer, right? When a customer makes a comment, you have to acknowledge it. So if a customer, if you answer the phone and the customer says, man, it's raining like crazy here where I am and I've got an issue with my account. If you just say, give me your account number, you've totally missed the, missed the boat. What you need to do is you need to acknowledge the fact that it's been raining. Wow, it sounds like you've had a really wet day. What do you say we solve this problem and dry things up, make it sunny for you? What's your account number? What you've done is you've acknowledged what they said. Customers figure out pretty early in the environment that, that you know, whether somebody's actually listening to them or not. Well, this is a great opportunity for you to do when you have your one-on-ones, when you're doing your, your walk-bys and you're walking around, is when your employee says something is to acknowledge it. And when I acknowledge it, I model that exact same call skill that I want them to use when they're doing the things that they need to do as well. So you can model a number of these as well to help them be more successful in their jobs. So you probably didn't think that you could put on your resume that you were a chief risk officer, but the reality is we are assessing and managing risk in our contact center. And you can look at each one of the people that work for you and measure them with an R for relationship, an I for initiative, a S for skills, and a K for knowledge. And you can use that as a tool to see the areas that you need to help improve. And let's never forget that there's probably a really good chance that you've got some people that have some S and K problems along with R and I. And who knows, right now, somebody just came to mind that has a relationship, initiative, skills, and knowledge problem, and maybe they're really close to going out the door, or maybe they're gonna be the great challenge that you've got this week and this month to turn them from a weed into a rose. Uh, thank you so much for listening to me. I hope you have a great week. Look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye-bye now.